Hi, I'm Dan, and I want to welcome you to Church Online. If it's your first time, please take a minute and fill out a quick guest link on our website after the broadcast. We would love to connect with you, no matter where you're watching from. You can also give online by going to lifechurchutah.com or by texting LCGIVE to 95577 at any time during this morning's service. Once again, thank you for making Life Church Online a part of your weekend. For more information, visit us at lifechurchutah.com. But this campaign has been good, it's been challenging, and at times difficult to, to live out because let's just be honest, or let me just say, our natural default is revenge, not mercy. We have a, we have a sinful nature that's ready to, to fight back. You know, that's, that's our natural instinct, right, is, is to fight back. We don't want to just be passive and sit and see what happens to us. We want to be active, and we want to look at how we can fix the situation. And if that means telling, giving people a piece of our mind, then that's what we do. But with God's love, He can help us to be active, but active with His love active with our patience, active with mercy, active in those characteristics that our world is forgetting about. This country is lacking all of that love and all of that mercy that made this country a strong country, a good country. It's why people around the world wanted to come here because we were built on some characteristics that people liked, that built people up. Well, it's his church, it's you and I, that we can restore that. We can see it being brought back to us. And we're just going to believe God for his word that declares that greater is he that's in me than he that is in this world. Our love will always be greater than hate. Your peace that you display will always be greater than injustice. Your patience will always be greater than anger. And that mercy that God's poured out into your life, it will be greater than any act of violence. We just need to ask God to let it be released through our life. God, release your love through me. Release patience through me. May I be that trendsetter in my workplace that establishes love as a, a, a priority. And not winning, not getting to the next level, but God living out your love in our lives. Because we know light always pierces the darkness. Darkness cannot hide the light. Darkness must bow to light. So there lies our motivation to live out the love of Christ in our life. We're going to win. We're going to overcome. We're going to make it. We're going to accomplish great things. We're going to climb the, the impossible mountains. Together we will win. Are you ready to be a part of that solution? Are you ready to make a difference in your world? Are you ready to shine the light of Jesus no matter how dark it is out there? Are you ready to show people that there is a path of victory that they can be on? I hope you're ready because the next challenge that we have for you is entitled Mercy is Patient with Difficult People. Mercy is patient with difficult people. I want to establish a truth before we get into the points of this message. I want to use the words of Christ. Jesus said, he or she who is without sin, you can cast the first stone. Meaning for us today that if you've never been difficult, you have permission to take a power nap because you don't need to hear what I'm about to share with you. But if somebody starts napping next to you, would you elbow them and say, now you're being difficult? <laughs> and so here's, here's, the, here's the encouraging word for you. You can write it in your notes if you have them with you. We can all be difficult. Every single one of us are capable at any point in our life of being difficult. 
It might be easy to start uh, thinking of other people as you hear this message. You're starting to write down names of people who maybe need to get the CD for this message. And uh, you're, you're thinking about how you, this message is going to apply to them. But we have to realize that you and I are capable of being difficult. I am learning that important truth. And your life will go better if you'll learn that truth as well. Once you realize that you're capable of being difficult in some form or some fashion, you know what you're going to do? You're going to wake up in the morning and ask God to help you. And he will help you. Another thing that you'll do, you'll be careful not to share all your opinions all the time. Nudge that person next to you and say, hey, he's talking to you. He's talking about you. No, that, that point was for me. I needed that point. Because I, I, have this, I have this idea that if I share all of my opinions all the time with Tara, that I'm helping her, that I'm really helping her out. And then one day I realized that that look that she gave me, I'll call it the sad look that she gave me, was not that look of, would you please uh, help me again? I don't know what to do. You know what's best. I can't move one inch until you share with me what I need to do. No, it wasn't, that wasn't the look that she w- was giving me, so I've learned. So now I only give about half of my opinions. I only share about half of my opinions with her. Or I'll give her a look that says, well, if that's how you want to raise Alexandra. You know, it's, <laughs> that's okay, I guess, you know. You'll, you'll find out one day. You'll, you'll realize that maybe, that maybe I was right. No. <laughs> Uh, hear me loud and clear this morning. There are no perfect people on this planet, and you will not be the first one to break that record. Sorry to burst your bubble. You and I do not always have the best idea. We don't always have the best methods. We don't always have the perfect way of saying something. It's been stated in this campaign, and it will need to be stated over and over again. We all need mercy. We all need to be forgiven and given a second chance. So let's help each other. Let's be kind and humble towards one another. And keep in mind that during the sermon that our motivation for being patient with those consistent difficult people is found in the idea that we all can be difficult, and we're all going to need mercy at one point in our life. Now that we know the problem, what is the solution? Well, Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the answer for this world today. Jesus obviously dealt with difficult people, and he handled it perfectly. And the good news is we can follow his example. So I'm going to share a couple of stories from the life of Jesus. In Luke chapter 9, Jesus is going into a village, and the people, they don't like it. Let's pick up the story in verse 53 of Luke 9. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. Well, you thought you had some difficult friends. These are the disciples of Christ. They're the disciples of the one who's teaching them and training them in the perfect way. Two chapters before this, in Luke chapter 7, they were just learning to love their enemies, to bless those who curse you. Don't light them on fire. you got to help them out. You don't do those things. You don't react with your sinful nature. you got to submit that to God. And the first chance they get to put his word into action, they go to the other end of the spectrum. You know, even though people have thought about taking difficult people out, you know, like getting rid of them, 
We seldom say it out loud, right? Well, not James and John. They, they said it out loud for all to hear, and they were ready to collect those ashes of those guys. They were just saying, we're, we're going to do this for you, Lord. Well, I remember 16 and a half years ago when Pastor Jim and Carrie were here candidating uh, to be senior pastors here. And I was a youth pastor at that time, and Tara was doing what she was doing, leading the worship on Sundays. And so that was the first time we had officially met the heirs. And so they wanted to meet with us in the back offices and have a conversation about our heart of ministry to see how it might work out. Well, it was a good conversation, and we're still here today. And so I think that all went good. But Pastor Jim, I've never put you on the spot, except in first service. <laughs> so let me just do it one more time, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> what would you have said if Tara and I would have been, Pastor Jim, you know what? We are dedicated to this church. We love this church, and when anybody gets in the way of, of this, the ministries of this church, we get rid of them. We take them out. Just the other day, we were in the apartments, and they didn't like it, so we started a fire. <laughs> I don't think I would be preaching to you today. I don't think I would be here. I, I think any pastor with any ounce of wisdom would have said, that guy should not be in a pastoral team, and I'm definitely not working with him. Of course, I'm exaggerating the point, but the reality is when we encounter difficult people, we look to avoid them. We're not looking to love them or care for them or find out what's going on in their life. So here's my first point when dealing with difficult people. Pursue a solution, not an exit. There are definite times when we do need to avoid certain people. And we should never put our lives into, into a hand of an abuser. But the balance of that thought is asking God to give us ears to hear. Give us a heart to hear your voice saying, God telling you, you know, this time you can help them. And this is what you can do for them. There are obviously people in your life that are difficult and they will not cause you abuse. They're the ones who are manipulating your time. Or they have something negative to say about everything. Or they're just having a bad day and you're the lucky person to be in their path. And of course, anybody who's driving slow in front of us is a difficult person, right? We, we put them in that, that category. I believe you and I, we encounter several difficult people in a day. But they're, and, and our thought is, how do I get away from them? Why can't I be in a two-lane street right now? Why do I have to be in a single-lane street? Well, Jesus did not remove James and John from the team. The reality is Jesus brought them even closer to him. They were part of the, the crowd of three people that stood really close to Christ. It was as if Jesus said, I've got to spend more time with them. I'm going to have to help them a whole lot more. They're, maybe they're not hearing me from the back of the room, so I'm going to bring them closer to me, and I'm going to help them. That was the heart of Christ. That was the love of Jesus. They didn't push difficult people away, but he drew them closer to them. And I believe you and I can be the love of God. We can have the love of Christ. That There's plenty of people that are being pushed away. It's time for you and I to pull them closer to us. Before they do something to themselves, before they do something to other people, before they ruin their lives, you and I are the answer for them. You and I can be a help to them. You and I can be a solution to their problems. We can be the arm that can come around their, their shoulders and help them in their life, because that's exactly what God did for them. Our attitude should be like those brave firefighters that, you know, you, we know that they don't run from the fire, but they run into the fire. 
and our bra- brave uh, police officers who, when there is a tragedy taking place, the innocent are evacuated, but it's our police officers that go in to solve those problems. It's these brave men and women who are willing to face a difficult situation because they have the skill, because they have the tools, and, and everybody else, they can't, they can't deal with it. They can't handle it. They're not ready for it. So should you and I be when it comes to difficult people. When everybody else is leaving your coworker or that coworker or no longer talking to that neighbor, it's you and I that are right there, ready to love them, ready to help them, ready to serve them, ready to talk with them, ready to be God's hands and feet to them so that they can be blessed and not you know, be filled with curses in their life. We, have, we can be determined today to be the peacemakers that bring peace. That We're going to be determined to do what others cannot do. This world cannot deal with anger. This world cannot deal with hatred. This world doesn't know how to handle frustrated people because they keep adding problem to problem. But the Word of God has given us tools. The Word of God has given us solution. The Word of God has given us the motivation to help these people. We just need to release what's inside of us. What God has put inside of us, God wants it to be released in this world today. We know from the news that people are ready to break. They're ready to snap. The pressure of of life is caving in on our friends, the bills, the sickness, the rules. They're causing our co-workers to erupt. But it's time for God's army of forgiven soldiers to rise up. We can be that soft answer that turns away wrath. We can be that one that sacrifices time and money to be a help to others. And they can be relieved of that stress that they're feeling. Your patience and considering others better than yourself. That's, that, that's what's going to prevent road rage and office rage and Black Friday rage. It's time to say no more rage, no more evil, no more of the hatred that's going to rule this world. But love is going to rule. Truth is going to rule. God's mercy through my life will make the difference in my, my, my job, in my, in my home, in my community. God is calling us to live above. He's calling us to, to, be, a, to be a trend center of his truth and love. The next story is very familiar about Peter. Peter uh, was very upfront with Jesus about his commitment. But Jesus had to set him straight one day. And he said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. But Peter wasn't going to have it. He said, God, that, Christ, that, that is not going to happen. I am not going to deny you. I think a difficult person sometimes is somebody who always is right. So if you're always right... Start praying. Say, God, help me not to be always right. Help me. Sometimes I just need to help people uh, to learn to listen to other people. When Peter, he was always right. He was never wrong. And his life had a foundation of pride. It wasn't humility. And so we, you and I both know that uh, he did his best. He did his best to fight faith. He did his best to try to overcome what was told to him. And so he followed Jesus to the very end. But that wasn't enough. He still denied Christ three times. And here is his final denial, Luke 22, in verse 60. It says, Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. Then the Lord, looked, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. When dealing with difficult people, focus on the potential, not the problem. Focus on what's ahead. Not what's, what's taking place. Focus on the potential, not the problem. I love verse 61 because Jesus, when he was looking straight at Peter, it was not with anger or resentment or with revenge. 
But Jesus was looking at Peter with eyes of love and eyes of forgiveness. And as a son of God, he was able to look past his immediate failure. And he was able to see Acts chapter 2 when Peter would be preaching to thousands. He would be preaching the gospel to needy people. Jesus was able to see the potential inside of Peter. Jesus' eyes held a love that would transform a failing man into a triumphant apostle of his church It wasn't time for for Jesus to give up on Peter. It was time for Jesus to lift Peter up and to look right through him and to build him up to make him stronger than he was before. You need to know today that Jesus is looking straight at you. And he's not looking at your failures, but he is looking at your potential. I know the world is ready to convict you. Maybe you've received a negative label from, a, from people or situation. But you can know today that Jesus is looking at you. And he's removing those labels. And he's crowning you with his love. And he's crowning you with his mercy and grace. And he's justifying you. And he's giving you now the power to take what the devil meant for evil. And now you can turn it for good. Those things that gave you that label, God's given you the power to turn them around and use them to build people up instead of tearing them down. He's, he's allowing you to make a difference. He's given you a new life with a new hope, with a new plan and a new purpose. And it's all about blessing others and helping others and receiving that label that Jesus received, one who is merciful, one who is filled with, gracious, with grace. So here's the point today. God wants us to start seeing people the same way he sees us. We want, we want Christ to see us with mercy. We want him to, uh, to see us with, with love and forgiveness and, and patience and kindness. Well, God wants us to see difficult people that same way. So what's the problem? Well, I don't think we've accepted that first point I gave you. We don't think we're difficult. And so when somebody else is difficult, well, they should be punished. Well, we can stop thinking that way. We can, we can put that thought process aside because we can live in a new and a better way. We can look straight at a person who is being difficult, and we can see potential. And when we're looking at difficult people as a, as, as with potential and not as a problem, do you know what? They're going to notice. They're going to notice your eyes of love. They're going to notice your eyes of mercy. It's not going to be eyes of condemnation. It's not going to be eyes that you're condescending them. It's not going to be eyes of judgment. But they're going to notice that mercy and that grace in you, and they'll begin to change. Do you know Peter changed? And if Peter can change, anyone can change. God's wisdom will help you to know how you can help them. But you will never help difficult people as long as you see them as a problem. You'll never help them as long as you see them as an irritation in your life, as a pain in your life. You won't be able to help them. I believe there's enough eyes in this room to see great change in our world and in our society today. I think there's enough people in here today to change that negative spirit out here to see a I see a positive spirit out there. I believe we can declare to difficult people, get ready because we're going to love you to your full godly potential. We're going to turn this ship around and we're going to sail to the the sunset of God's blessings. He's going to help us to do this. He's going to give us the power to do it. Do you know our protest is not one of sitting down, but our protest is one of standing up. Our protest is not one of declaring of what we're against, but our protest is declaring of what we are for. And we're for love and we're for mercy and we're for second chances and we're for forgiveness but we've got to open our mouths we've got to open our hands we've got to move our feet we've got to we got to put that love into action and God will do it for us the final story I want to share with you is from Luke chapter 23 Uh, verse 23 
Jesus is on the cross. He's going to the cross. And in verse 23 it says, But with loud shouts they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. And in verse 34 it says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I always try to keep in mind uh, and uh, to keep things in perspective. And when dealing with difficult people, I always remind myself, well, they're not trying to kill me. But with Jesus, he came to villages and brought peace. He brought healing. He brought restoration. He welcomed children into his arms. And for all those acts of kindness, he encountered a mob that begged for his death. And we know that he was tempted in every way, but he never sinned. And the temptation to return, uh, you know, so here he was pouring out his love. And he was pouring out his mercy and his grace. And in return, they hated him. They demanded his death. I guarantee you the temptation for anger and hatred and revenge that day was on high alert. So with every ounce of strength and all the love that Jesus possessed for these difficult people, Jesus asked the Father to forgive them. Don't punish them. Don't rebuke them. Forgive them. Father, grant them the opportunity to be freed from the pain and the guilt of carrying their own cross. God, may they never have to go through this again. I thank the Lord one day when our house was, uh, was burglarized that we did. I, I had that thought. God, may that never happen to anyone, even the person who did this. That's not me. That's the love of God. And I pray that that's the love that guides your life and guides your words and guides your actions, that you're going to be a person that you don't want people to experience pain no matter if they're causing you pain. God, may you help them. May you stop that pain within them. So my last point in working with difficult people, understand their pain and embrace the cross. Understand their pain. The Bible says to be quick to listen, be slow to speak, and you'll be slow to be filled with anger. We need to be slow sometimes in reacting. Because difficult people are hurting people. And many times they don't even know that they are hurting. But God has empowered us to see beyond uh, their actions and their words. And we can find that hurt that God can heal. We could take the time to be slimed by people sometimes and then earn the right to say, Are you okay? How did that doctor's report go? How's the, how are things going at home? You have been given the tools to address the real needs of people. God is in you, and he wants to help the difficult people around you with your time and your energy. There, are, there, will, be, and will, there will always be difficult people in your life. And I know you don't want to call that fire down on them, so we must commit to understanding their pain. We're going to commit, Lord, to taking the time to get to know somebody, not just assuming we know what's going on in their life, and they shouldn't be that way, and they know better, and, and they should be this, or they should be that, but we're going to take the time to get to know people. We cannot have the expectation that people are perfect, but we're going to expect people to be imperfect and in need of God's love and mercy. So why do we lose our patience so quickly? You're losing your patience because you're losing your purpose. Are you losing your patience with your spouse? I guarantee you that you've lost your purpose, and your purpose is to be a, a blessing to your spouse, to be a help to them, to be an encouragement to them, to be Jesus to them. When you know your purpose in life, you will not lose your patience. This might be new information for some of you, but I'm a competitive person, and I enjoy playing basketball. 
Well, I should say that I enjoy winning at the, at the game of basketball. So uh, pretty much every Saturday afternoon, I, I go to the West Valley Fitness Center, and I, I go there to play in full-court pickup games. And uh, so, you know, I'm on the team, and there's times where our team is losing. And I have this subjective thought. It's that guy. I know it's that guy. He's holding us back. We shouldn't have picked him up on our team. We thought we learned our lesson. <laughs> and I start thinking of it, and so I put that guy in, the, in my mind. I put him in a category of being a difficult person. And then I quickly remind myself, he's not being difficult. I'm being difficult. And God quickly reminds me of my purpose. My purpose in life is it's not to play basketball. I'm so grateful that he allows me to play it, but that's not, that's not my purpose. My purpose in life is to love people to Jesus. My purpose in life is to see difficult people who are hurting. And God, you can use me to be a blessing to them. You, you can see them coming a mile away. You know who they are. And, and you know when they're coming up to you and you're thinking, where's my exit? No, we're not going to live that way anymore. We're going to say, God, where's, where's the solution for this person? What's the word that you wanna, want me to give them today? How do you want me to help them, Lord? How do you want me to serve them? Your purpose in life is not to be first in line all the time. Your purpose in life is to see people in need and let them get in front of you. That's your purpose. Your purpose isn't to win every argument, but God has called us to win lost souls to Jesus. So whatever it takes, if it takes putting aside our to-do list that day, we're going to win people to Jesus. We're going to win them with love. We're going to win them with mercy. We're going to win them because they're going to see a difference in our life. They're going to know that you're not acting like everybody else in the, in the office room. They're going to know that you're not the same person that, that everybody else is acting like on Black Friday. They're going to say, boy, there's something different about you. Why are you still smiling? It's because Jesus is inside of you. Because I've been forgiven, and I'm ready to forgive others. I'm ready to love others. I'm ready to look over somebody's faults just so I can talk with them and get to know them and be the hands and feet of Jesus to them. I pray that your prayer this morning is, God, you've been patient with me. You've been merciful to me. Help me to be patient with other people. Help me to be kind to other people. May you never lose an opportunity to be kind to somebody and especially be merciful to a difficult person. This is Pastor Eric. Thanks so much for checking out our Life Church podcast. We pray that it's a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com.